And welcome to Wednesday in the Piero Pelka podcast. Mike here as we wrap up January. And to those of you who got through the month of January as dryuary, dry January, whatever you want to call it, good for you. I raise a glass in your honor. I've done it in the past. And yeah, you even lose a little weight. Maybe you sleep better. And maybe then you measure your drinking going forward. Maybe you needed it. It's a good thing. In any case, your liver probably thanks you. We will get to February just around the corner. And of course, Groundhog Day, which uh, in Gobbler's Knob in uh, Puxatawney, Phil's home, the people from PETA are planning on a protest. I should go there. I should drive there and witness it to see the PETA madness. They're demanding that Punxsutawney Phil retire. And they replace him with a coin, which would really be exciting on TV to have a coin flip. Stop it. Stop it, stop it, stop it. Well, here we are, as I said, the last day of uh, January the 31st. We have Dr. Roizen joining us. I have to talk to him about the Oreos and the story that Oreos can lower your bad cholesterol better than using the statins, the drugs. have to find out if that's real. We'll also uh, give you updates on what's going on with the polling because the polling still shows Donald Trump leading in the swing states, but the gambling shows Donald Trump leading overall. And the weird part is, with all the talk of Michelle Obama, apparently people are placing bets that Michelle Obama will be a candidate and or win the presidency. 200 and how many days it is from now was 278 days and change from now. Uh, yeah, that's put Michelle Obama up in the number third place on the betting list, which I don't think is attached to reality in any way, shape or form. But we'll talk about that because there is news in the world of endorsements, political endorsements for uh, either of the candidates. We'll update you on that. Uh, we still don't have any real information from the White House, there's been no presidential address about the three Americans killed, 40-plus injured, thanks to Iranian proxies bombing one of our camps, a base, whatever you want, a temporary setup there on the border of Jordan and Syria. And these are engineering people. These are people who are only set out to build roads. And why are we building temporary roads there between Jordan and Syria. What's going on over there? Can somebody in the media ask that question? I hope they would. But we have three dead Americans who will be flying their coffins, will be flown to Dover Air Force Base in Delaware on Friday. We did hear finally late yesterday that the White House said Joe Biden will be there to receive those remains. I'm sure they looked at the polling because there was initially a lot of squishiness. Well, we don't know if he's going to be there. We don't know what his schedule is. I'm sorry, you're the president of the United States. Three of your troops are killed by Iranian proxies, really meaning by the Iranians. You get your butt to Dover and you support those families and you honor the sacrifice of those troops. Biden's going to do that. He's also going to show up in East Palestine uh, next week, only 334 days after the train wreck that 
spilled all the toxic materials. Only 334 days. I'm telling everybody, watch for a news dump on that day. They're going to make a big deal about Joe Biden showing up in East Palestine. And uh, we should be wary that something else is going to go on. Watch what the other hand is doing. It's like magic. You got to pay attention. Don't trust him as far as I can throw him. Uh, we did have a new outbreak of um, Trump derangement syndrome. Now we've we've got a big week here as Donald Trump's ruling out of New York about how much the court in New York wants him to pay for a fraud that didn't really hurt anybody. He over-exaggerated the value of his real estate property so he could get better deal on a loan that he paid everybody back. Everybody made money. Nobody got hurt. So the fraud trial, which is really lawfare against Donald Trump. They're trying to take his money and his time away from him. We may get that decision later today, any moment now. And I'm sure it'll be appealed just like the way the E. Jane Carroll thing is appealed. But in noticing the discussions of this, I noticed a heavier outbreak of Trump derangement syndrome, for example, over at ABC and The View and the women on The View. They are really suffering from Trump derangement syndrome. And uh, it's not just the ironically named Joy Behar. It is also that Sarah Haynes, Sarah Haynes, who sits generally next to Whoopi and between Whoopi and Joy, uh, right there in the middle, Sarah Haynes revealed yesterday that she, she wouldn't let her kids know about President Trump. She hid the news from them for years, for four years. Her words right here. You know what my child can't watch? News. When you turn it on, I literally had to hide news for four years while Donald Trump was in. Because as they're learning what a president of the United States is, I didn't want to say, yeah, and that's him right there. So I couldn't even announce the president until Biden and Vice President Harris. I hide the news. They're crazy, these people. You could have shown your child that's the president. You could have said, I disagree with him on this, but he is our president because he was your president. That's as bad as the people who say, well, uh, Joe Biden's not my president. Unfortunately, he is all of our president. That's the problem. The denial's bad. But if you think she's nuts, then wait till you hear what Joy Behar, the ironically named Joy Behar said. It's just stupid. Joy? Please share with the class. He is one of the most dangerous people of my lifetime to ever be in the Oval Oval Office. He is probably the the most dangerous. So Joy Behar is claiming that Donald Trump is the most dangerous person in her lifetime, which is long, 80 80 years, I think she's 80 now, uh, to be in the Oval Office. Most dangerous. Hmm. Interesting. Joy, would you like to say more? dangerous so you have somebody like and he doesn't have a good sense of humor no, we all know that at the correspondence dinner when president obama made a joke back. about him that was the his, beginning his, of the skin, yeah. his skin is thinner than his hair yeah and 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 he got so pissed off that he had to run for president and go after poor obama who was born in this country he is a menace so 
I present that to this <laughs> What are you supposed to do? Yeah, that's the my problem is that, the, yeah. that hate and fear are dividing things. It pits people against each other on purpose. Comedy is uniting, which is why comedy is always where I go when things are the scariest in life. Mm. You- so Sarah Haynes, the same lady who said she wouldn't let her kid watch the news. I wonder if she lets him watch Saturday Night Live. They consider that comedy. But that regularly mocks Donald Trump. And somebody's phone was going off on the set of The View. I'm sure somebody got a good talking to after that. But uh, Sarah Haynes then looks over at Whoopi, and they're all like, well, there's Whoopi. She's your comedy. But there's more from the ironically named one, Joy Behar. She's not done yet. She's not done spreading weird theories here. Uh, Joy, please. She's stuck. I've got the circle of death now spinning here. Let me see if we can fix this. Joy Behar talking about um, Donald Trump saying that the White House Correspondents' Dinner created Trump and Obama's mocking him triggered Trump's run for the presidency. Let's see the rest of this here. He is one of the most dangerous people of my lifetime. Yes, you said that already. Let's go forward a little bit and see what else Joy has to say after Sarah Haynes was sucking up to Whoopi. Here we go with a little more here. She didn't even say anything. That's true. She but, didn't but, have to. She just made a face. No, but, but Sarah, Sarah, that is true. That's what I'm trying to say yes. here. But the man doesn't take it. Because no, no, but doesn't no, it make I'm it more funny? Us. They made fun of Hitler. Charlie Chaplin made fun of Hitler in 1940. By 1945, millions and millions I mean, of people were else. dead. Every- so now you have Joy Behar saying, Charlie Chaplin making fun of Hitler caused millions of people to die in five years. I'm sorry. I think that's wrong. But these people are crazy. And I don't think there's anything wrong with my analysis on that. They're they're telling you that Donald Trump is thin skinned. Remember when they told us that Donald Trump was going to ruin the economy and start World War Three? That was their mantra for years and years and years. And what happened under Donald Trump? The economy was great and we didn't have World War Three. In fact, we had peace. All over the place. But I'm old enough to remember when Joe Biden talked about Donald Trump starting a war. How many of you today are concerned there's, a, for the first time in your career, a genuine possibility of a nuclear war? You said yesterday, you've said it again now, it's dangerous that the United States has never been this close, as close as it is now, to nuclear war. This is not a business deal. This is not who builds the next skyscraper. I said, as the walls close in on this man, I'm worried he's going to get us to war in Iran. Unfortunately, I may have been right. I don't know what it would have done when this president almost started a full-blown war with Iran. No, no, that's not what happened. That was 2017, 2018, 2020. All of those clips of Joe Biden talking to the media saying that Donald Trump is the problem. Donald Trump is the risk. Wow. Just amazing. Remember, we go back to that theory. When they're pointing a finger at you, there are three fingers point right back at themselves. They are the ones who are usually doing what they have accused you of doing. So irritating. Such madness out there. Uh, I, I know we're keeping an eye on a bunch of stories. There's a big hearing 
going on in the Senate right now with the uh, big tech leaders talking about how they can protect children. I hope that happens. I accidentally stumbled into the post last night of the guy who allegedly beheaded his father, and I saw the image and couldn't sleep for quite some time. So while you're protecting the kids, protect us too. I don't need to see any more beheadings on Twitter X. Really frightening. Uh, We have a lot of stuff to get to. Try and do some quick hits on some things. Uh, Keep your eyes on the six pro-life activists who are now facing years in prison for a peaceful protest outside an abortion clinic. Never mind that the Black Lives Matter people burned cities, hurt uh, police. Dozens and dozens of members of law enforcement were injured by the riots by Black Lives Matter. The president, Donald Trump, when he was president, was forced to take shelter under the White House when one of the violent protests approached the White House, set fire to the church of the presidents. But no, you have six pro-life activists peacefully protesting outside of an abortion clinic, and now they're faced with jail time. Anyone thinking things are a little crazy here? Just me. If you want to know the um, reason why I'm, I'm so against big government, all you need to do is read this one headline out of the CDC. CDC sees huge spike in, in syphilis cases. The CDC, the Centers for Disease Control, see a huge spike in syphilis cases, and they blame a lack of funding. If we only had more money, people would be less slutty. Right, sure. That's what's wrong with government. They think everything, every solution is just to throw money. Throw money at it. Nope. Sorry. Not a good idea. A story I'm keeping an eye out on. uh, We'll see if we can get confirmation. Amelia Earhart's plane may have been found. This guy's been on a mission. Now they have to send one of those unmanned submersibles down to check it out. And see if it's really Amelia Earhart's plane. The shadowy image that they did from this long-distance kind of sonar picture looks pretty promising. It looks like it could be, and wouldn't that not be amazing to get uh, Amelia Earhart's plane finally found after all these decades. Just absolutely amazing. I hope they do find it. I'll be keeping an eye on all of the court situations with Donald Trump. We'll see if there's any breaking news from Joe Biden on what our plan is to uh, avenge the lives of the Americans killed and injured by Iran and its proxies and to shut down Iran. I actually think the uh, I think it was Jesse Waters had the idea to just destroy Iran's oil terminal so that you shut down the money they're bringing in from all those oil cells. All these sales that that they make from uh, oil. Shut that down. Iran says if we do anything, they're going to uh, hit us with a, an extreme penalty. What, what's more extreme than the lives of three Americans? I'm just saying. All right, waiting on Dr. Michael Royce, and I think he's just about here. I uh, have to ask him about the Oreos thing. I'm uh, consuming Oreos thinking they're going to make my cholesterol Lower, Dr. Royce, I'm glad you're here, my friend, as I'm stuffing the last Oreo of the sleeve of Oreos in my mouth to um, lower my cholesterol. These are, these are delicious. Absolutely 
Hold on, let me get a sip of tea. Delicious. <laughs> All right, am I allowed to eat more than one sleeve a day to lower my cholesterol, doctor? You know, there is one guy who did that. And let me go and tell you the story because you ought to know how the story came about. One patient who started with a cholesterol of 343. So first, you don't want to start with a cholesterol of 343. That's a bad number, right? That's too high. Yeah, that's you want it under 70. So <laughs> that's, a, that's a very bad number. Okay. Okay. And he did two things. He compared um, a diet that was, was keto, a keto diet, with eating, I think it was six Oreos a day, so a limited number of Oreos, versus a standard diet and a statin. And what he showed was both lowered his cholesterol substantially, neither, and he wasn't on a very high-dose statin, he was on a moderate-dose statin, neither got him into the ideal range. But keto plus, it was either four or six Oreos a day, so it's not a whole sleeve, mm. was better for him. And part of the reason is that when you're on a keto diet, you need something to give you enough carbohydrates to have your muscles feel energy. So that's part of it. But we don't know why. But in any case, the keto plus the six Oreos a day was a better at lowering his LDL cholesterol. Again, not into a very good range. I think it went down to 160. Remember, we wanted under 70, but it was better 340 to 160 than it was when he was on the moderate dose statin and a normal diet. And I think he got it on that way to about uh, 200 and something, 207 or something. So the point is, in his end of one trial, it was just a one person trial, keto was very beneficial. Now, Let's go and say what is good about this. One is that he was getting his cholesterol down and his LDL or apple lipoprotein B down. That's a good thing. We want it under 70, remember. Two is keto does help you do that because it does foster weight loss and using the lipids, If it is, especially if it's a healthy keto, meaning fish and chicken, not red meat, doing it, which causes inflammation. So they didn't measure his inflammation levels on this. So we don't know where they were and whether they were improved or made worse by his keto Oreo uh, regimen, hmm. um, which I would bet they were, but we don't have the data. And the other part is, remember, you want it to be under 70. So you, even if he does keto and Oreos, he needs to add the statin to it to get it where it needs to be, not 163, which, by the way, 163 compared to 70 is almost a tripling of his risk of heart disease, stroke, memory loss. Um, so you've got to get it lower than 160. So it's one of, the, one of the good things for our audience to listen to and to understand. Know your LDL cholesterol or apolipoprotein B and get it under 70 milligrams per deciliter. 
talk to your physician about what you can do to do that. We now have um, about five different pill types, not just statins, but others that can help do that. So um, I'm going to put down the Oreos for the rest of the day and just (laughs) go back to normal, healthy eating. I love how much attention this got. You have to admit, Dr. Royzen, this got a lot of people looking at the story and maybe, just maybe, by the, the ridiculous nature of the headline, eating Oreos can lower your uh, cholesterol more than statins, that maybe people woke up and understood a little bit about their cholesterol. I, I hope you have given them that appropriate insight. That's correct. Talk to your doctor so about your cholesterol. Story. Yeah, it is, it is a good story. Sometimes wacky stories are there. Before I get into a lot of the great research you have, Doc, it seems like every winter we say we have a severe blood shortage every single winter because people don't seem to be aware of it. But is it worse this year than ever before? Well, the reason it, it, it you know, it, it tends to get worse every year. The problem, if you will, is that as we get older, we don't donate blood as often and, and can't. Um, meaning we can't from a standpoint of we don't have the time, can't get to the, the place where you donate the blood, don't feel you're vigorous enough to be donating blood, etc. And the second thing is the RSV COVID flu combination this year has stopped a lot of people from donating blood meaning they have one of these infections and you don't want to donate when you're infected. Um, and so the, the blood shortage is always the shortest the first week in January because people don't donate between Christmas and New Year's, which is a shame because it is a time when people could have the time to donate. So the point I'm, I'm trying to make is... We really do have a shortage. Uh, the NFL, if you donated uh, in the month of January, it's all over now, obviously. But it, if you donated, and actually today, maybe, um, I don't know what day it is today, whether it's February it's the 1st or it's January 30, 31st. It's the 31st. <laughs> you, got, you got today if you want to knock one out. What's the NFL doing if you but, donate? But the NFL is putting you in a raffle. The blood banks of the world actually have combined if you donate today they'll put you in a raffle for a a very good super bowl ticket Hmm. and including airplane and hotel so it's an all expenses trip to the super bowl i think they even are giving you uh access to the uh playing field before the game it's in your favorite city i know las vegas Yes. So that. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Rosen knows how much I dislike Las Vegas. (laughs) So that uh, you can get there and uh, um, have the ability to to actually see what will be, I think, will be a great Super Bowl between uh, San Francisco and Kansas City. So if you are so inclined today, people, today and today only donate blood and the NFL. We'll put you in that raffle. Make sure you ask about doing that. Uh, Before I run out, Doc, 
Is there an age at which donating blood is not a good idea? You know, I don't think there is. The AMBAR studies where people uh, went through plasma exchange that forced their body to produce new proteins showed that it reversed dementia. So in fact, you'd say the older you are, the better it is to get rid of some of the excess uh, plasma. And most of us will make new red cells and new plasma, which is the good thing. And so it's not a function of age. If I give a pint of blood, my body, even at my advanced, decrepit age, will still replace it. Yeah, you're not that advanced and decrepit. <laughs> I'm working on it, though, Doc. I'm, <laughs> I'm working on it every single day. Doc, I have to ask you this question. People in radio have joked about this thing called gynecomastia for years. I guess it's male breast enlargement. And you even see ads for plastic surgeons who will reduce male breast size if you have gynecomastia. I, I read the stories that were trying to claim it was linked to marijuana use, but now it's linked to an increased risk for death, gynecomastia? Yeah, the problem with gynecomastia is what causes it? What's the underlying condition? Are you eating too many fats? Are you overweight? Are you not producing enough testosterone is the testosterone you're producing or is the uh, your adrenal producing more estrogen your adrenal normally produces it or is it the testosterone you're producing being metabolized into things that increase breast size and what this study didn't look at the causes but what it looked at is men who had gynecomastia in a large database, 16,000 men with gynecomastia as opposed to, I think it was about 10%. I think they had 160,000 altogether. But those 16,000, irrespective of cause, had a 67% increased mortality risk in the next 10 years. Hmm. So meaning it, it um, Looking at it another way, if you don't have gynecomastia, you have about a extra uh, three years of life predicted compared to those guys who have gynecomastia. Could it be that some of the lifestyle choices of the people who have gynecomastia are adding to their uh, risk of early death? Well, that's what it is thought. That's exactly right. Okay. We just don't know that for sure. Well, good. Your student is starting to learn a little bit. At least that's a good sign. Well, you know, you're a very bright student, just not a very good golf student. No, I, my golfing is, uh, it's well, I've been off the course now because of winter, and I might get out and play this week because it's going to be warm enough for people to wrap themselves like like I almost said Eskimos, but that would get me canceled. Indigenous peoples of the north and play golf in 40 degrees. Is, is, is that right? Yeah, everybody gets mad. Yeah, you, you remember we used to eat Eskimo pies as kids, and some guy even got oh, a yeah. patent. Yeah, you, you now can't say Eskimo pies. They changed the name. It's something else. 
You're kidding. No, no, we're too... I can't... I, I mean, I don't... I, obviously, an Eskimo pie is not a healthy food, so I haven't asked for it in a long while, but I'm amazed that I couldn't ask for it. Yeah, they changed the name. You know, we remember we took the Native American off the butter. We we took Uncle Ben off the rice. Aunt Jemima's retired, and the Eskimo pies have been renamed. And, and oh, am I out of it? I, I, this is not. A, I mean, I mean, I, as you know, I have to. I have to fight that with uh, the Cleveland Guardians now. Oh, that's right. Uh, that's right. Your baseball but, team. I forgot. <laughs> The but, I did, but I didn't realize I couldn't get an Eskimo pie. No, you can still get one. It's just undercover. It's on, the, as they say in the neighborhood, it's on the DL, the down low. Doc, let me get at least one more in here because there's there's um, some really interesting stuff on the on the study this week. What is a cardio cardiac resynchronization therapy, and what benefit does it give? Well, let's say you have a arrhythmia that causes your atrium and your ventricles to beat at a different rate. Mm -hmm. So you're getting a beat from your ventricle that's at a different timing than your atrium. So your atrium may be an atrial fibrillation, but because of either drugs or other things, your ventricle is beating at a steady rate and able to perfuse the rest of the body and does increase its rate when you exercise, etc. Well, what resynchronization is, is essentially getting the atrium and the ventricles to beat in unison so that you will um, have a much better um, or less of a chance of developing a heart failure and developing other problems that don't allow you the quality of life. And what they found is that resynchronization, um, that getting the heart to beat together, was good for not only short-term, but good for preventing heart failure and incapacity in the long term. I think I have a friend who had this done. He has heart problems, and they went in, and they said they were going to stop his heart and then restart it to try and get it all synced up. And then they were going to put in some kind of device to keep him on right. track. Is that what this is? Yes. Wow. And that it's because he was scared. You know, they said they're going to stop my heart and so, then they're going to restart it. Yeah. What it is, is um, the atrium contributes someplace between 15 and 30 percent of your cardiac output. That is having that synchronization means that you're going to put out someplace between 20 and or 15 and 30 percent more blood to the rest of your body hmm. well if your rest of your body is getting enough when you're a young kid no big deal right other than uh, your heart has to a little harder but when you get older most of us uh don't have the heart that puts out excess blood. So that 20%, both at rest and with exercise, or that 15 to 30% is a big deal. So it's how much, what's the, when your heart squeezes, when your ventricle squeezes, how much of the blood in it gets out to the rest of your body. Normally when we're young, it's 55 to 
65%. When you get older, it's about the same, but usually it, it deteriorates um, somewhat. Hmm. So it might be 50 to 60%. Well, if it's a 30% decrease, that's a big loss in the ability of you to feel energetic, to get that oxygen that you're need to function so you feel tired and don't do as much and your quality of life deteriorates and then it spirals which is a bad thing do you have time for one more because i just saw this one and i i I skipped over it earlier um uh, what is the possible link they found between video games and hearing loss and tinnitus well people who play video games often listen with earphones that is they have earphones around them so they can concentrate on the game better and those video game earphones are often set at a level above 65 percent or above a decibel level that is healthy for your ears and what they have found is in serious video game players Many of them develop hearing defects and tinnitus that's ringing in the ear at a much earlier age. And it's all because the video game is played with a higher decibel level than should be. Now, I I remember this from my grammar school education. When noise is above 65 decibels, your hearing is affected. The little hairs in your ear... Uh, bend down when the big noise hits, and they don't fully return to their uh, optimal positioning ever again, even if it's only slightly, and that uh, loud noises raise your blood pressure, and it never fully comes back down. So loud noise contributes not only to that hearing loss and tinnitus, but it can also be tied to blood pressure? Absolutely. So the loud noise, um, the, the part about this with the video gamers is they never get those hair cells back. Mm. We don't know how to grow, regrow them, although there's some really interesting experiments um, using Latisse, which is used to grow the hair on eyebrows back, if you will. And in animal models, it looks like that's able to grow some of the hair cells in your ear back wow. and function. But in any case... Um, as of now, we don't know how to get, restore hearing. So you really want to be very protective. And when you're, a, when you're a youngster focusing on the video games, make sure it stays under 65, preferably under 60 decibels at all times. Yeah, it's really bizarre how much is tied to your health and your ears and your hearing and your environment and all that stuff and it's just simple protection that you can do easy stuff and remember in, in going to the extreme hearing loss is associated with dementia so if your wife says if you're saying what to your wife too much or you're having problems with hearing and she says you need hearing aids you probably do and get them because it prevents dementia that's excellent advice Dr. Roizen, I'm short of time this week, but uh, I want to do something next week. Can we spend significant time talking about Elon Musk and this brain implant, Neuralink? Sure. All right, we'll we'll knock it out next week. Absolutely, we can talk about we we can talk about it. Excellent, excellent. His name is Dr. Michael Roizen. Follow him on Twitter X. It's great stuff. 
He's also uh, online. You should go to longevityplaybook.com, longevityplaybook.com. Learn how to train your body to be younger and live longer. Thank you, Dr. Royson. My privilege. Thank you. And there he goes. Just great stuff this week. We solved the mystery of the uh, Oreo situation. I'm not going to slow down eating Oreos, though. I'm just not going to wolf them down by the sleeve. They're always delicious. Tomorrow, uh, 6 to 7 p.m., I'll be in live for Rich Zioli as they need an emergency hour, and I'll take care of that. So you have to be here uh, live on uh, 1210 WPHT. Uh, Get the Odyssey app and look for it. It's right there. And before we get out of here, there's so many people saying, oh, Taylor Swift it's a psyop thing. They've created Taylor Swift, and she's now she's going to be this. Uh, she's going to be a psychological operator, and they're going to use it just like the military uses it uh, to influence the enemy's state of mind through non-combative means. What are you kidding me? The Taylor Swift story. I just saw this online on Twitter X. This montage of local TV stations all saying the same thing about Taylor Swift. Good morning. Taylor Swift is not a psyop. Taylor, Taylor Swift, Swift is not is a psyop. Not a psyop. Taylor Swift is not a Taylor psyop. Swift is not a psyop. Oh. Taylor Swift is not a psyop. 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 This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. Crazy people, right? Yeah. Uh, Anytime someone says extremely dangerous to our democracy, I immediately start laughing at them. I think Taylor Swift is just Taylor Swift. Remember John Bon Jovi didn't get Hillary Clinton elected. And he was campaigning for her in New Jersey and Pennsylvania. I'm just saying, people, everybody calm down. Everybody calm down. Till next time. Testudo, my friends. Testudo.